The following program has been rated NSFW, so don't listen to it near a Christian, because they might explode. Welcome to the Nikki X Happy Hour with your hosts, Lee Vowell, Todd Bandleader, the other guy, and Ted Hicks. <laughs> oh, not again. Damn it, Ted. Is Ted even real? He's never here. And welcome to the Nikki X Happy Hour with Lee Todd and Rob Long with our house band, Our Lady Bubon. Guys, I, I love it personally when my name comes up in a, a session of a couple's marriage counseling. And uh, that came up two weeks ago, I was I was informed, but not last week. So the thing that worries me is why I'm undervalued at this point. Why not last week? And I feel undervalued as much as those individual investors in GameStop last week. What the fuck? Have you demanded a trade? I, I There's no trading with this woman <laughs> last 14 years. How, so, how fun. <laughs> No, but seriously, GameStop. I mean, this is so we we had a whole bunch of one of my favorite reactions to the GameStop trading was somebody and I'm not going to word it correctly, but somebody posted on Facebook about Wall Street clearly underestimated uh, a bunch of people getting together on Friday night. You probably saw Todd shaking his head, so probably saw it. um, Friday night raid in World of Warcraft, which is exactly basically what we had with the GameStop stock. And then Robin Hood and stuff said, oh, you know, we've got to we, we have to shut this down because of we have to meet our financial requirements and yada, yada, yada. It's just a, a game. It's that's not true. That can't be true. But I don't know. Do you guys find it? Intra- I woke up. What was a Thursday morning or Friday morning? I'm like, what GameStop? What the hell is going on with this? And it's just and there was there's other companies like that, too. But yeah, you feel like it's just I mean. It's like Wall Street's just oppressing the. I had seen things where it's like this one college student made a thousand bucks on it and then he got shut down. And he was just like, I'm just making rent doing this, yeah. you know, because it's somebody has to buy it. And somebody else made 10,000 bucks. He was like, This is awesome. Best day of my life doing this stuff. And it's like, then they got shut down. I don't know. It just seems like capitalist versus is just crushing the, the little guy, right? That's all it is. Yes, I mean, exactly. Oh it's, no, poor people making money. We can't have that in this country. Yeah. Kill them. That, that's it. Using yeah. the system the way they're the poor people using the system the way the rich people are using the system, and oh my God, we can't have that. They're using it wrong. You're making money, and we can't oppress you as much. Yeah, fuck off. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they didn't do anything. That, that's how it's the system is structured. It's exactly how the system is structured. And when small individuals started using the system, they were literally shut down by several companies, which now Robinhood is open trading up again on some of those. They, they had shut down, I think, over 30 different stocks, yeah. trading on over 30 different stocks and all. And, yeah, it's funny how they've been no, – well, I, I don't really want to use the term rape. But basically, they've been raping the little person for decades by manipulating stocks. The whole concept of short selling, the whole concept of the stock market is like, oh, let's make money by just manipulating money as opposed to by actually producing something. That's a big fucking problem. That's a huge problem. There's nothing actually of value being created. It's just you're just manipulating expectations of how much something is worth 
to make money. It's like how much you know, how much people perceive it to be worth. Right. And now you're yeah, caught at point. your own game and you're getting screwed and now you're crying about it. It's like and people are oh what's gonna happen to the people? It's like they guess, know our game better than we do. Yeah. I guess they'll go bankrupt and I guess they'll have to wait for their stimulus checks and cry about it, won't they? It's like yeah. fuck these people. Yeah, because really, when it comes down to it, it's like it's it's so clearly it's about those companies like Robinhood making money and Wall Street making money because making generally speaking, billions. yes, billions, because generally speaking, and that's a good point, because generally speaking, if you have somebody make ten thousand dollars, if you had a bunch of people making ten thousand or if you had a thousand people making ten thousand bucks, first of all, they're still making money. And that's better for the economy because that means people are going to have that ten thousand dollars and they're going to go spend that ten thousand dollars, right? Exactly. They're not going to re. No one, no one that, that that got into this is just sitting on that cash, except for like maybe the kid who made what do you make ten thousand dollars on a sixty dollar investment? Like a ten year old kid made a huge, huge. Oh, I hadn't profit. heard about that. That's pretty awesome. And he's, I think, he was saving his for college, but you know. Good move. That means, you're going to have to spend it eventually anyway. So, yes, it is going to go back in. Exactly. As opposed to being reinvested in some other scam just to make money that isn't really there because there's nothing backing it up other than the expectation to make more money. So, yeah, this is, this is a – could be. Hopefully it will be like a seminal moment in realizing that a lot of capitalism is bullshit. It's all based on this is like, like you said, on, on the perception that this is what the real value is. And again, the real value is changed just because, well, I'm going to drive the price down. It's like, fuck you. You got caught at your own game. You got burned. It's like, yes, some real people are getting burned on this because maybe their money is being managed by some of these scumbags and that sucks for them. But again, they willingly took part of this game. They signed up with those money managers and trusted them. It's like it sucks if if real people, as opposed to hedge fund managers who aren't real people, who are like constructs of some fucking horrible nightmare novel. Fuck all of you people crying about it. It's yeah. like zero sympathy because you manipulated the market for decades and now you got beat at your own game. Too bad. Yeah, speaking of, of filling the burn and kind of the antithesis of what we're talking about, uh, of course, the inauguration happened and, and we've had all kinds of Bernie memes. And <laughs> Bernie turned that into something because I, I'm a big Bernie fan, but he also did the right thing, which was his his campaign or his, his political group took that, started selling sweatshirts and turned all that money into charity, $1.8 million for Vermont yep. charities. Yep. And it's like, that's the exact opposite of what uh, wall street does. You know, he could have, they, you know, if it had been Trump, he well, whatever, but if it had been someone like Trump, they would have been like, Oh, I can sell these sweatshirts and make money instead. Exactly. They did it And then turn it around and put it back into the, uh, the community or the state. Exactly. So I, I thought that was an awesome thing to do is they jumped on it really quickly and nothing wrong with that. And Bernie hasn't Bernie has, you know, for all all that a lot of perception, especially right wing people see him. Oh, he's just angry. He's he's not angry. He's just that's just Bernie. But Bernie's from all I've ever heard about him is just a good dude. And I think this only reinforces that fact. And, and, and if he is angry, shouldn't he be? 
Well, no, I, I mean, it's not, he's not just angry to be angry, I guess is my right. point. Yeah, you know, exactly. He, he's actually upset. <laughs> I mean, he gets upset because he gets upset at things that he doesn't feel are right. And if somebody else would have turned this sweatshirt thing into making money, that would have been the wrong thing to do. And he did the oh, right yeah. thing. Which was, and, and, and he never came out and said, oh, you know, people shouldn't do it. If that were Trump, could you imagine that? Right. I mean, that'd be the exact opposite of it. So Just because he looked like Stadler and Waldorf had a kid. No, <laughs> he's, he's not angry all the time. <laughs> exactly. That's democratic socialism in action. So all these people who are so confused, and it's like, oh, socialism is terrible, even though they or their parents have social security. <sighs> you freaking idiots. <laughs> That's what a democratic socialist would do is like he makes a lot of money and then, oh, look, it goes to people as opposed to himself. And the lady that knitted the the mittens has sold three more because she doesn't do it like she, that's not all she does is sit around yeah. sitting mittens. But she sold three more uh, for fifteen thousand dollars. I don't know if you guys saw this. And she just see that. she did the same thing. She was just like she took that fifteen thousand dollars and put it into. Wow. It makes you want to move to Vermont, right? It's like, is Vermont part of the United States? Are they are they aware that they're part of the United States? Maybe that's I'm it. sure they're painfully aware that they're part of the United States. And and you can download the pattern. I know the pattern for the mittens is freely available. I don't know if it's a pattern she created, but you've seen the pattern out there. So you can make your own Bernie mittens if you want, which yeah. is hilarious. That hey, what was just turned into a meme turned into almost two million dollars for charity. It's probably over that by now. Yeah. I, I don't know who came up with the meme, but it's like, I mean, that's, yeah. they could have trademarked that and made money, I guess. Okay. I, don't, I don't know how, Rob probably knows more about how to do stuff like that than I do. I, I don't know how to take. Kind of, but at the same time, no, I I am not the one who created the Bernie meme. <laughs> so Rob, Rob is the one that created the Bernie meme. Nobody else knows that, but we do. And he's made millions of dollars and turn them into uh, GameStop stock. And I used it to pay off my college loan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I paid my college loan off oh man, 20 years. My college loan, because I had a partial scholarship, right? Vocal major. <laughs> but my uh, <laughs> college loan was 3000 bucks. For that 3000 bucks, it took me like 20 years to pay it off. Just because like you have to start working, right? Yeah, you know, it's three thousand bucks back in this was eighteen seventy five. Of course, was a lot more money. That was a lot more money. Yeah, now it's like three point two million dollars or something. Probably more than that. It was in doubloons then, wasn't it? It's what I used to get around with, which is an excellent film. Actually, the guy who goes up in the balloons. Anyway, so <laughs> see, I thought doubloons were a Pokemon. Oh, that'd be that'd be interesting. I think that's a meme. That's your next meme right there. There we go. One point eight million dollars. That's right. So since we had, I wasn't around for last week because we didn't have a show. I was in visiting Chattanooga and, and not going anywhere that uh, that didn't have people in to their to their restaurants where they had lots of people. We actually literally went somewhere for breakfast on Sunday morning where we the we were the only people there. So those are the kind of the kind of places we chose That's with cool. our masks. But anyway, uh, since we had our last show, Joe Biden has been inaugurated and has made, you know, signed a whole bunch of stuff. I don't know. I didn't get hand cramps because you see that big picture of him signing all the executive orders yeah. on his desk. But <clears throat> some nice, I, I think, like the, the pipeline gone. I mean, other things the Republicans aren't going to like um, the the reverse of 
of the Muslim, quote unquote, Muslim ban. Yeah. Um, you know, allowing children of people moving, uh, coming into this country, I don't know, to be back with their parents. It's a novel idea. What do you guys think about, uh, what did you think about the inauguration, which I thought was really cool. I thought everybody, I thought, I'm not a Garth Brooks fan, but I thought even he did fine. I thought everybody did their job well. Um, what do you think about the inauguration? And then what do you, what have you thought about the changes, not huge changes yet that we've had since? I thought the inauguration itself was pretty magnificent, very strange with not much of a crowd there. That was interesting, but very, very cool. And that's a good thing. There's not supposed to be a crowd. We have a pandemic going on. Yeah. Uh, I thought having Officer Goodman, the, the one person who possibly had more to do with saving democracy than anybody else, the officer who kind of baited the uh, traitors, to follow him instead of going, turning right. in Street traders. <laughs> Pretty much the same people. Um, to follow him instead of going into the Senate chamber, he escorted uh, Kamala Harris for the inauguration. Is like, that's a nice bit of recognition. So very cool. And he got a promotion too, which is good. So he, yeah, he probably should be, I don't know, head of the Secret Service or Homeland Security or something. <clears throat> just, just for his courage alone. But overall, it was it was great. I thought it was very very cool. And the the, the former youth poet poet laureate was amazing. Did you see where she's doing one for the Super Bowl now? Yeah, I saw that. She is uh, she's she's blowing up, as the kids say. <laughs> it's funny because I, I feel I, she's twenty two years old, right? So, yeah. It's funny. I don't know how she got chosen or, uh, you know, how anybody gets chosen for that kind of thing. But what what if that's the only poem she ever wrote? And then it's like, oh, the Super Bowl wants to. And she's like, I got to fucking come up with another poem. What happens if it's like awful? That's not going to happen. <laughs> I was just thinking. that. So I got something from when I was 16. Yo, bitches. Or, it's got to be all right. Richard Sherman, <laughs> I'll read it. So um, so this week I, I went to a liquor store. Um, last week, actually, I guess, or depending on when you're listening to this sometime in my lifetime, I went to a liquor store and I, I, they have these, you know, you get like a bottle of, of wine or whatever, but then at the front, they always have these little airplane bottles of different things that you would never really buy a bottle of unless you would thought you'd tasted it before and liked it. So, so I, so they had several different airline bottles of, of stuff that I had never tasted before and one was one was a vodka with habanero sauce in it which i was like eh, interesting yeah so so when i got home uh, i pull out you know I, I bought that and i bought some other plain bottles of like just regular vodka so i, I without thinking i'd totally forgotten that i actually got the bottle of the vodka with habanero sauce and so i, I pull one out of the bag and i'm just gonna you know for fun i'll just drink that so i'd forgotten about it so I open the bottle, obviously, without looking at what the bottle is, and I drink it. And then in my mind, after having put this, drank this, I asked myself the question that most of the ladies I've ever dated probably asked themselves, what the fuck did I just put in my mouth, right? So, <laughs> so well, don't get any habanero sauce vodka because it's terrible. That was that was well crafted, sir. Yes. Um, that all leads up to the fact that I, I love that we've started off news shows without hearing what's come out of either Trump's mouth or tweets every yeah. day. 
Quite nice, isn't it? Quite nice. Was it habanero sauce or habaneros? It, it would. I think the habanero would take up the whole little airplane bottle, would it not? Depend if it was a DC and a DC a Boeing seven sixty seven Max. A DC a DC cab habanero sauce. Yeah. Mister T comes out and gives it to you. Mister T. Mister T goes into your mouth and punches your uvula. <laughs> Just probably what oh, if well, I'm passing that one up. There's a lot of jokes there. Oh, you're, um, not, passing that <laughs> you're not passing that up. <clears throat> but anyway, just how 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 less stress is a uh, as far as a country overall. Don't you don't people just surely even Republicans feel like I can finally breathe. I'm not holding my breath to turn on the news the next morning and be like, oh, overnight Trump tweeted this shit or this fucked up shit. Isn't it just even. Not having anybody, but try, I mean, I'm glad we have a Democrat in the White House, but just don't you feel more relaxed as a human being and an American citizen to not have to wake up and be like, oh. did you push the button last night? Oh, shit. <laughs> Several times. And then replying to himself. Well, I totally do. But I, I doubt that Trump supporters feel that way. I mean, they're all wound up about you'd mentioned that President Biden has canceled the Keystone XL pipeline and they're screaming about how. Oh, they put all those guys out. It's like, you know, some people are, you know, posting there's 28,000 people have been laid off. It's like in the first place, there were less than a thousand people actually working on it at this point. They were projected, they were projected to have 11,000 people working on construction. So those 11,000 people are not at work. They weren't at work to begin with. They were going to be working. And at most, they were going to be done in two years. So people are screaming about basically 10,000 people who won't be working in construction on that particular project over the next two years, as if this is going to throw the economy into a tizzy. Here's a radical idea. If you put, them, put those same construction people and have them build wind turbines and solar panels, they'll still be employed and the environment will be better for you. Or rebuild the bridges that are falling apart all over the country. There's, oh, we can't do that. That's infrastructure. We don't. That's socialist. Yeah, infrastructure fault. that Trump promised he was going to fix, which he never did. Like like no. his healthcare plan that never showed up. As one of my favorite cartoons is <laughs> like, it'll take two weeks. He's not going to say which two weeks and when those two weeks are. A reporter shouting at Trump as he boards his flight to uh, depart to Mar-a-Lago is like, hey, uh, was this your healthcare plan, sir? It's like, yeah. <laughs> all, of them, all of the marvelous things that he never delivered on, uh, which his supporters totally ignore. So, yeah, all this screaming over the Keystone Pipeline XL and, and the huge swaths of unemployed union people, which the people screaming about this don't support unions either. He said delivered on, and all of a sudden I'm picturing a website, that, a tracking website. Ooh, Trump's health plan. It's not been delivered yet. It's not even left. It's not and left they, the office. And they scream about the fact that, oh, we have to depend more on foreign oil because of this. Is like, well, this was Canadian oil, which technically is foreign. Exactly. But if you're talking about Saudi Arabian oil, we're still getting this oil. We've been getting this oil from Canada the whole time. This is just going to be an easier delivery method for it. And... The current Keystone Pipeline, which is in Canada, not the not the proposed XL pipeline, but the current one in Canada, they've only people talk. Oh, this is a clean way to transport it. They've had twenty one spills in the past ten years. 
two of them over 380,000 gallons. So this is not a clean delivery system. That and with a lot more restriction and control by the government over how it's transported yeah. as well. This is, you know, their, their whole screaming match is wrong on, like literally wrong on so many levels. It's like, we didn't lose 11,000 jobs. Those, most of those people weren't working on these jobs to begin with. And this is not a clean delivery system. So, and like you said, Rob is like, oh, like they couldn't be doing something else. Like they couldn't be working on very long-term projects instead of a two-year project, in which case I, I, I've seen three estimates of total employment of the pipeline once it's complete, 35 people. That's who you put out of work, 35 freaking people. So shut up. Trump had more cabinet members than that that got fired just in his past year. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Of course, so did Andrew Jackson. He went through a bunch of them, so we should be fair. Well, he actually killed him, so. <laughs> so uh, vaccine rollout. Um, uh, what uh, Biden has has said that we will have, what, 100 million? Is it 100 million vaccine doses given in 100 days? Is that is that what it was? Or by the end of the spring, I guess. Projection, correct. Okay. So, um we we now are up to 439,000 deaths. I did the math this morning. U.S. has 4% of the world's population and 20% of COVID deaths. So whatever Republicans are trying to say Trump did or did not, the math is the math, right? So it's like, you know, we're, we're dying in a, and supposedly we're one of the greatest countries. We're actually, to Republicans, we are the greatest country in the world. So the greatest country in the world should not have 20% of the world's COVID deaths. It's just stupid. Oh, but it's so, a hoax, Lee. It's a hoax. It is a hoax. Yeah, actually, a friend of mine who I went to high school with, actually, Rob may have gone to school with as well. Name, his name is Rob Lewis, but he was Robbie Lewis in high school. Vaguely he, remember the name. Yes, he's uh, in the hospital with COVID currently. Yeah. Actually, one of the people that I uh, worked with uh, or did the same same job I did um, at the company I worked my day job on uh, found out this week that um, from a, from a friend, a mutual friend of ours, said, "Oh yeah, have you heard uh, his last name is Pickett? But have you have you heard Pickett? He, you know, he's been in the hospital for ten days. He was on breathing uh, treatments, mm -hmm. and he's supposed to get out this weekend." I'm thinking, you know what? I'm, this is why exactly why I switched back to doing what I do in my day job because I didn't want to have to be exposed to going to living yeah. in Tennessee, going to different places where nobody's wearing masks, gives a shit about the the hoax, which is a lot of them think it is. Yeah. Cause I'm putting myself at risk and I don't want to do that. Um, but I'm doing that as an American citizen because we have 20% of the COVID deaths in the world and we're just too stupid. I, Todd and I texted a little bit this week, but what, what the fuck's yeah. wrong with us guys? Seriously. You know, it's that we're too stupid. As a country. <laughs> yeah. The thing is people who say it's like, Oh, if you're wearing a mask, you're living in fear. Uh, to me, they're the, the the deniers. They're the ones living in fear. They don't want to admit that we're we're closing in on half a million dead. They don't want to admit that they have to make some sacrifices. They're afraid to give up their comfortable lifestyle and make some sacrifices for other people, not just for themselves, but for other people. They're the ones that are living in fear and, and denial. Like, yeah, this is really happening. Well, you know what? I've, I've thought about vacationing in Taliban territory this year um, because I don't want to live in fear, you know, 
And it looks interesting. So I, I wanted to go there for a long time. So that's what I'm doing this summer. That's a very good idea. Yeah, this this concept that, you know, you're fearful because you're wearing a mask is like, no, I'm considerate. I'm compassionate. I, I choose not to take the risk of maybe I have it and I'm going to give it to someone else and kill them. It's like, yeah, I would rather not be responsible for that. Kind of, kind of crazy how people are just in total denial of what is becoming more and more apparent. And then inevitably when a family member of theirs passes, they'll say, Oh my God, how could I have been so wrong? And you exactly. see that all the time. Sadly. And, and people who don't think that, you know, they uh, America first, America first, We're, we are brain. I'm sorry, but we are brainwashed from an early age that this country has to be the best country in the world. Instead of thinking like, you know what, this planet is full of human beings and we're kind of all in this together. I don't really care what country I'm in. Do I feel fortunate to have some of the things I have in the United States compared to some other countries that don't have as much? Of course, yes. I do feel lucky in that way. But I also hate the fact that we don't think globally. We all we all think locally as far as the United States. I mean, going to assemblies on Wednesday mornings when I was in elementary school singing, singing songs like this land is, is your land, which... By the way, the Republicans still haven't figured it out is not uh, a pro-American song. <laughs> yeah, but it's like you know we are brainwashed. We're singing our songs. We're brainwashed. This is. I mean, it, there's no difference in a lot of ways between us and fascist Germany. I mean, we don't kill a whole group of people. Usually, maybe Usually. Uh, outside. You know, with with clear As standard clear practice. Right. I mean, we. You know minorities we don't care so much about because you know let's be honest most americans uh, as far as especially right-wing americans they don't care about minorities i mean the jews in, in germany fascist germany they got killed because of different reasons i'm not saying we're that bad but we have done things that are that bad but it also aggravates the fuck out of me that people don't see that we are brainwashed into thinking this country is the shit and every other country is not when really we should be thinking yeah, I really should probably care about that person in Afghanistan or that person in Gabon or that person in Argentina just as much as I care about fellow Americans because we're all fucking human beings. Well, nope, that makes too much sense, you socialist bastard. <laughs> well, to be fair, considering that the Jews have space lasers, you know. <laughs> well, they're and well, the Jews are not human, right? I mean, they're they're something else. Yeah, apparently. What? Yeah, apparently not. Apparently they, you know, they're aliens with space lasers. Yeah, it would be nice if, you know, if people just considered everyone as equal, we wouldn't have to worry about how great our country is. We would be great people that would make the country great. You wouldn't have to create some propaganda indoctrination program to convince people that they live in a great country. They would know it. They would just know it. We, we, we need have to, to find a way to get people to stop saying, hold my beer. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, the, like the lady from Publix, right? Is that what you're about to say? The heiress of Publix who gave $300,000 to that Trump rally just prior to the Capitol riots? Yep. I actually wasn't going there. I was going to go to Scott Erickson, but we can we, we can go to the Publix thing first. Yeah. Erickson. <laughs> no, uh this is kind of, I'm not sure if this was a hold my beer thing, but it sounds like it to me. You guys remember Scott Erickson, the, the pitcher? Yes. Yes. I, I'm going back a bit, but uh, he was charged with reckless driving, which he should have been charged with more. Um, 
in a hit and run case in where the hell was this? Los Angeles, I guess. He was racing a woman in his car. Their cars hit each other. Her car ran over two kids and oh killed my God. Them. Uh, an eight-year-old and eleven-year-old uh, boy, or boys, um, had to bring their show to a grinding halt. The, uh, <laughs> but yeah, and he, uh, this is a guy who made millions of dollars, and obviously doesn't think about anybody else, because you, you, you if you're going to race somebody, find a track somewhere. Don't do it on a street. And I've actually seen some people complaining. He was racing a woman. That's sexist. Fuck off. No, it isn't. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's not. Yeah. That is so not the point. Yeah. But I think because he's racing a woman, it's not sexist. So there. It doesn't matter what the other person was. It's that someone ran over kids. That's a bad thing. Wow. Uh, and this is a, a, a millionaire. He doesn't need to do this. No, that's. Yeah, that's that's horrifying. I uh Jeez, like you said, he could have afforded to, you know, go buy and build track. your own damn track. Well yeah, he probably could. Oh yeah, just or go rebel without a cause and you know, put somebody in not harm's way and just go over the ledge if you know if you lose. But it's like I don't know. That's, Awful. Yeah, there's that's that's um actually it's a kind of a good point by Rob because there's so much overall shit that we know of that there's a lot of shit that can be controlled by human beings yeah. uh, individually locally where hey maybe not be so stupid because if if i'm the parent of that uh, eight or ten year old and ten year old sadly um i don't know my reaction to that would be a lot more visceral i don't know how i would react i would yeah. be physically and, and i'm not a I'm not a uh, I'm not a physical aggressive physically aggressive person, but I would be physically aggressive. I think in that case, except and right absolutely, so. yeah, seriously, that that's just phenomenally tragic and stupid because it was so obviously avoidable. Like, don't be a moron, don't do this. Yeah, God. back back to the public story. Publix is got so rattled about it that they issued a statement stating that the heiress has nothing to do whatsoever with the operations of the company, which was a smart move because I was ready to boycott Publix. Well, Wait, except that she inherits. Yeah. The, but, the, you know, you can't really control as a company. I mean, you can like ask them to buy her out or whatever, but she's still going to make money. Right. And they're not going to do that. And the thing is, as more, the more money they make, the more money she gets. True. And I love, that uh, on Twitter, people have gone really against Publix and have brought back Win Dixie. I saw that too. Um, you know, boycott Publix, go to Win Dixie instead. And Win Dixie jumped all over this and went, "Fuck yeah, we're going bankrupt. Come see us." Yeah, it's like Win Win Dixie's not the best place to shop, actually. But no, no it, it hasn't been the last. Yeah. I, I haven't even seen one in years. But that's what I was about to say. I don't. I don't even know where a Win Dixie is. There, there's still uh, quite a few around in Florida, but fewer and fewer. Um, but the, back to the the whole concept of boycotting and whatever, and people with the outcry over cancel culture is like it's called consequences. That's what the term used to be. It's consequences. Like you can say, "Oh, it's a terrible thing because just because of the, you don't like this, is you, you want to cancel it." It's like 
I'm not saying public should be like shut down. I'm just, that would be my personal choice. I would choose not to go there. That's called consequences. So, you know, if someone makes a statement and they support a certain person and you don't like their support, you can choose not to support them. That's consequences. It's not cancel culture. You know, I, big, big difference. So, you know, it's, people seem to, and then typically a lot of Trump supporters, I won't say Republicans, but a lot of Trump supporters seem to forget that there are consequences. They're the ones constantly preaching about what their holier than thou attitudes. And they refuse to acknowledge that there are consequences or should be to your actions. All these scumbag rioters who tried to overthrow the government stop the process of a legal election and now they're crying that, that oh well i didn't really mean it i shouldn't you know i didn't mean to video myself posting that i would like to shoot nancy pelosi in the head that's one of the latest people it's like yeah there's consequences let alone that congressperson from rob's state of georgia oh, jesus you know the, the fact that they have not that her own party hasn't done something like sent like officially censured her or something along those lines. I mean, she's actively supported the assassination of some Democrats. Yes. I mean, I can see how she gets elected because districts are weird and the district she's from is uh, overpopulated with uh, the, let's say the poorly educated as Mr. Trump said. So I can see how that happens, but there's no reason she should still have a seat in the House. And it's not like she's going to get replaced. Go ahead. Put another Republican in place. I don't care. I'm not asking you replace her with a Democrat. Replace her another, with another Republican. Fine. Just one who's not fucking insane. Yeah. Even if they're a little bit insane, they're not, they shouldn't be so much insane. Someone who, who, who hasn't literally said the forest fires in California were caused by Jews with space lasers. Oh, see, I didn't hear. I, I heard you make that comment, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I don't know that." I, I didn't know that's what she actually said. So that's yeah. a fact that that's what yeah. caused the California forest fire. No, I'm just, yeah. I'm just joking. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's one of the things she literally has espoused that she believes. So there are yeah. a lot of Jews in Los Angeles. I'm just saying. God. Yeah. So well, they shot themselves. What? Yeah. Exactly. Well, well they're, they're Jews. I mean, let's not give them too much credit. Unbelievable. <laughs> not so, your comment. Her comment. <laughs> you know. yes, obviously, anybody listening to this show knows I'm being sarcastic. Oh, my God. Maybe. And, and yet they've done nothing. They have done nothing. I, yeah, I mean, she's obviously going to, whoever represents that district, clearly is going to be Republican just based on the, what she says. But at least it's somebody with, I don't know. I mean, Eisenhower was a Republican, right? And he still had some decent ideas, right? I mean, there are, I hate to say, I don't, I'm not one of these people like, oh, I like the 50s. I idealize the 50s because I don't because nah. racial issues and all kinds of stuff. But right. politically speaking, at least we had people on both sides, major people on both sides who were like, Oh, you know what? Maybe we should work somewhat together, or maybe it's okay to not just have the party view. We've gotten worse and worse, and it's just going to get worse and worse. It's not going to get any better. I don't know how it would. 
Bob Corker was on the local news show this morning. Bob Corker. Um, yeah. And uh, he was, he's, of course, he's former Senator Corker now, but, you know, he, he was commenting on, yeah, I mean, we can't go too far as far as making too many changes as far as giving territories, senators and stuff, because then we're going to have Puerto Rico with two senators and blah, blah. I was like, every, every territory he pointed out was like, you know what, everyone you're pointing out would probably have Democratic senators. That's your fear. Isn't that amazing? Um, there was a thing, someone put forth a bill this week to make D.C. the 51st state. That was another one he mentioned. Was which, which they've done for years. They've, yeah, D.C. has a bigger population than Montana. Why the hell shouldn't D.C. have representation? Be represented. It's too many black people. And, and all this talk about, oh, why are we going to change all these territories? Newsflash. Other than the 13 original colonies, all these states used to be territories, dude. <laughs> you know, I didn't, were you asleep in fifth grade history? Jesus, these people are so obnoxiously, woefully, willfully, willfully. Exactly. Isn't that one big thing? We have too many African Americans in DC. What's it? Sixty? It's more than sixty percent. It's like eighty percent African American in DC. No, no, it's only like I think sixty. Uh, I saw something yesterday that said forty. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, it's forty-six percent. That can't be right. We've we've all been to DC. I mean, I, I used to spend all my summers in DC. Well, There's no way it's forty six percent African American. Just forty six percent. Once once you throw out the uh, Congress staffers, then it would be like eighty percent. Yeah, but since most of them are predominantly white and all working for the, do they Republic. live in DC though? Do they live in, I guess, Southern Maryland? Well, I don't know. You go Maryland, Virginia, you're kind of lost either way as a Republican at this they, point. They get that high that high government cheese. They can afford to live in DC. Um, That's an interesting question though, because you work in DC for a uh, temporary, could be a temporary amount of time. Is that your residence? Because Trump lived in DC as president, but his residence was Florida. Yeah. Um, and he voted in both, which sounds illegal. Allegedly Florida, which, well, it's not really Florida. We know it's New York. But. It's uh well, he's in Mar-a-Lago now, which I don't know if you've heard, but they made an agreement he had signed an agreement back in the 90s that uh, Mar- to, to get tax breaks, that Mar-a-Lago was going to be designated as just as like an event um, site, and they could not legally live there. He could use it as like a temporary residence, but he couldn't have a permanent residence. So that's still another one of his, one of the minor legal battles that he's uh, facing is that to get the tax breaks, he's not supposed to actually call Mar-a-Lago his permanent residence. So But it's now the office of the what is it, the office of the former president? Yeah, the office of the former president. And mm-hmm. and soon to be current jailbird. So Yeah, hopefully. Okay, so the DC from what I'm looking at, DC's population was forty five percent African American, but forty two percent white. Four so You know there's four. more than just two colors, right? No. Four point, but four point one percent Asian, which is actually a pretty large percentage of Asian, uh, and then four point four some other race, some other race. I think Melungeon, and then point three because that's where they moved to. Point three Native American and Alaskan Native, point one Pacific Islander, and three point three percent from two or more races. Interesting. 
Those would be the people with the space lasers. So the breakdown actually ends up being, according to the demographics, 4% Hispanic, 49% black, 43% white, and 3% Asian. Which is why the Republicans don't want. Yeah, either way, it goes back to the fact that you have that larger percentage of African Americans who probably who have a brain as opposed to a, a large percentage of white people and, and vote not just right or wrong, but vote for what makes sense. I don't know. And that's why they don't want DC to be a state because then that's going to be probably likely two more senators for the Democrats. Mm. Everything happening. And we're going to have to change all the flags because it'll, it, we only have the 50 stars on the flag, but it'll be 51. St- oh no, we've got to add another star in there somewhere. How do you rearrange the damn flag? Exactly. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we could figure that out. I mean, I'm sure there's some mathy person out there who could, who could figure that out. Well, and no, it, think of the budget that it's going to create jobs. There we go. People will have to be hired to make flags with an extra fucking star in it. Reminds me of the Eddie Izzard thing where the British take India and they're like, do you have a flag? (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, changing the subject completely. I watched a movie and you guys may have seen it, but I had never seen it before. A movie from 2010 last night called Kick-Ass. Have you guys seen this movie? (laughs) Yes. What do you think? Do you like it? Did you watch Kick-Ass 2? We haven't watched that one yet. I have, and it's not nearly as good. Okay. It's okay. Yeah. But Kick-Ass is hilarious. Yeah, it is. It's. I was watching it, and I was like, oh, I'm not really sure what to expect. And I'm like, mm, that's the, the girl from Hugo. I think that's the only thing I've seen her in. And then Nicolas Cage, of course, and then a bunch of other people. And then when I was, yeah, I thought the same thing. I was like, if you, this is just entertainment. Yeah. It's pure entertainment. It's like, right. thank God. And Nicolas Cage gives, gives a restrained performance for Nicolas Cage, actually. He does, yeah, yeah. And Mark Strong kind of gives a restrained Mark performance for Mark, Mark Strong. Strong. Not that I dislike Mark Strong, but he's yeah. good in this film. He's he's better. I think he's better in this film than he was in Shazam. And he's fine in Shazam. It's just that this is a, a, a meteor role. He was the only bright spot of the Green Lantern movie. <laughs> Uh, well, other than the CGI suit. <laughs> that was a literal bright spot. It doesn't count. Yeah. Um, yeah, Kick-Ass is fun. It's a bit shocking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, Language, uh... children. Language. Um, <laughs> God. Very McLovin's in it. So. Yeah, McLovin, exactly. can't even recall the poor bastard's name. I can't either. Um, um, anyway. Cody something, something. Yes. So I uh, just changing the subject completely to something more fun. Kick-Ass. It was good. It was entertaining. I think we might watch Kick-Ass 2 tonight after watching the Saturday Night Live with John Krasinski, who was on it last night. That looked pretty interesting. I have not watched it yet, but I will watch that today. Uh, but Kick-Ass, highly recommended if you have like five or six-year-olds. <laughs> they'll, know, they'll know all the words they'll need to survive high school. Let them watch Kick-Ass. It's a good Woo! point, actually. <laughs> so uh, next week and we can get more into this uh, next next week when we do a show the Super Bowl you guys uh, happy about the uh, the Chiefs and uh, whoever they're going to beat no, I'm I, I think it's Chiefs great that we've got the, the best quarterback in the AFC taking on the best quarterback in the AFC <laughs> <laughs> yeah Todd, Todd and I have been to that stadium in Tampa 
And it's if if people listening, if you're thinking about going to the game and you're looking to like eat within <laughs> the twenty miles around the stadium, you might want to pack your shit and take it into the stadium because there's fuck all around it. There's nothing around it unless you like looking at the Yankees triple A. Is it triple A or double A? Field, which is right across, well, a lar- uh, across the large crevasse that is the parking lot. Um, which won't be full, not for the Super Bowl. Shouldn't be, yeah. I hope. Really weird. Really weird. It's the only stadium, not that I've been to a bunch of stadiums, but it's the only stadium I've been to where there is nothing around it. Usually there's the, I, I have no idea. The Rays. It's something about Tampa. Yeah. Like, let's put so, the stadium in. The Super Bowl is in there. Tampa this year? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so doesn't time. that make this the first time that yeah. one of the it does. teams gets a home field advantage? Okay. That's correct. And yeah. no one's going to be there for it. Yep. And ironic. Well, yeah. it, to be to be honest, even without the pandemic, how many Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans would they be there? Five thousand. I mean, Super Bowl tickets just go. They go all over the place. They don't go to the home team. So. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, when we, when the we were there, there were there were a lot of Buccaneers fans, but there were a ton of Seahawks fans. Yeah, there were, there were. But yeah, well, how far was that, was that restaurant? It was like, like almost two miles, I think. It was we yeah we stayed Todd and like, I stayed at a Holiday Inn, which was kind of close to the restaurant, right? And then made us doctors. What's that? Made us doctors. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was in Atlanta. <laughs> That's when we went to see the. Oh the, yes. <laughs> that wasn't Tampa. Doctors. <laughs> you gotta, that was funny. We got to have Ted on for that part where he's like, doctor. And I was like, I didn't realize so many African-Americans were medical professionals around this. And then actually, that was, cars. that was so strange. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. And in, in Tampa, there's a, uh, yeah, there was like, if you want to drink, like if you're going to sit at a bar, nothing, right? There's nothing. No. There. It's insane. Absolutely bizarre. Yeah. Compared to that to Wrigleyville, which, of course, is like this huge entertainment complex, which is grown around Wrigley Field. And in Tampa, there's nothing around that yes, stadium. Exactly. It's bizarre. And then if you do get an Uber, don't say you want to go to just this district. You have to be specific instead of them <laughs> dropping you off <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Like it's dark. There's no streetlights. Why do you think we want to go here? We're not here to buy cocaine Very yet. Much. Well, we had that look. We had that look about us. I guess uh, we did. Yeah, very, very odd. And I don't even remember what kind of a restaurant it was, but it wasn't very good on top of it. And it was like, what the hell? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. And they didn't have any alcohol. Bad. It was just like, eh. And then, yeah, whatever. The stadium was kind of cool, actually, when you went in. But, uh, yeah. If you, anyway, if you're looking to go to the Super Bowl, if you're going to the Super Bowl. Game could have been better. That was, that was, yeah. that was the worst game Russell Wilson's played other than... <clears throat> That. Oh, it was just a bad game. If you watched it on TV, it was like, okay, the Buccaneers yeah. scored two touchdowns in the first quarter, and then that's the game. Yeah. Because it was 14 to 5. Yeah, it was a bad game. So, oh. uh, yeah, but anyway, and, and if you're trying to get away, if you're driving and getting away from the stadium, don't do that either, because that will take you several hours. Yeah, just just live there. Just, just move in for a couple of days. Yeah, interesting, as, as we've talked off and on, but it, but it, interesting to me that Tom Brady, who I like him now better than when he was with the cheaters, but interesting that apparently the system was the quarterback. He wasn't, he got so much. So he's a system quarterback. He's like, really? How's your system without Tom Brady sitting at home 
not even having a winning season, Bill Belichick is like, oh, this is this is back when you were a genius with the Cleveland Browns, isn't it? It's like I wonder. I wonder. Well, who they they did have a lot of defensive players opt out, too. and I'm not a Patriots fan, but but I will say this about a Patriots fan and gave her. So I gave her props. Almost said something else. Gave her some props from Twelfth Man Rising this week because Robin had uh, tweeted out something about, oh, you know, go go Brady. When she's always been a big Tom Brady fan, but she's still a Buccan or the Buccaneers, a Patriots fan. She's a Patriots fan, but also likes Tom Brady. And I I told her I said that's how sports should work. It's like okay, if Michael Jordan. For instance, when when Michael Jordan left the Bulls, I was still a Michael Jordan fan, but I wanted the Bulls to still win because I like those. So you can still follow a team and follow a player at the same time. There's nothing wrong with, no. oh, okay, they've left the team. I have to either hate the team or hate the player. That's not sports. That's right. not, not what being a sports fan is about. So uh, appreciating both, uh, and and I assume knowing Robin that if if the the Patriots had played the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. She'd probably hope Tom Brady had a great game and also hope that the Patriots won. Exactly. And again, that's what, that's what sports fans should be about. It shouldn't, the whole country is so divisive as far as political and everything else. Sports is okay. Sports is different. You can follow a player and follow a team. There's nothing wrong with that. Unless it's Del Murphy. A spectacular quote from Michael Jordan this week. Because you mentioned him, so I'm bringing this up. He, uh, someone asked him, "Do you think your Bulls teams could beat LeBron's Lakers teams?" And he said, yeah. "Yes, I could probably beat him by probably beat him by two or three points." Really? Why would it be that close? Well, we're all in our 60s now. Yeah, <laughs> I love that quote. Yeah, I, I saw some somebody tweeted out this morning about hating LeBron. Oh, he's lost six times. Well, he lost. He. Well, we're not he even got there that road. six times. How many people? Yeah, exactly. Got? He got there ten times. Yeah, but it's the thing is, it's like somebody was pointing out, oh, he's not clutch. Dude, how many of those finals was he the only person of value on those on those Cavaliers teams? Yeah, exactly. If if you put him, oh, he needs to be on super team. Name the last NBA champion that didn't have a quote unquote super team. Right. Kevin Durant joined the Warriors and and think about the Warriors and how good they were. And you think about when the Cavaliers beat them in the finals. They didn't have Kevin Love. He was hurt. Kyrie Irvin was also hurt for most of that. LeBron right. beat them by himself. So yep. fuck, fuck the LeBron. I, I, Michael Jordan is Michael Jordan's my favorite player ever. Do I think LeBron James is probably the most talented player ever? Yes. I don't know if he's the best. Do I think he's the most talented? Yes. I think Jordan elevates his team not from necessarily what he does on the court, but what he does off it as well. And I'm not sure if LeBron is able to do that or any other human being is able to do that. Yeah. But if I, if I had one player to start my team with as a a young player, it wouldn't be Jordan as much as I love Michael Jordan. It would be LeBron because he's going to make my team better, faster by himself. Well, you're wrong because it would be, uh, uh, but, (laughs) I don't, you say, did you just say Vlade Diva? No. He's yeah. in the Hall of Fame now. Why the why there's so much hate for LeBron? It's kind of like people hate the Yankees back when the Yankees were very successful all the time and people would hate the Yankees. And it's kind of like, I guess that's why, but nobody hated Jordan. And Jordan was the epitome of success, even more so than LeBron. And I mean, some people hate Jordan, but for the most part, 
He's he was so fucking likable, beloved, and 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 LeBron may be a better person and more likable, and yet so many people hate LeBron, and it's just really really odd. It's because he's black. Oh wait, <laughs> maybe, maybe it stems from the the what? Not the announcement. What do they call the when when he when he oh, left yeah, the camp? Yeah. Maybe it all stems from that big production that ESPN made a big deal out of this, and it's like. The yeah, decision. The decision. But it's like, that was an ESPN deal. Hey, well, a lot of people hate the four-letter network. It's like, whatever. Go yeah, ahead. and what did, what did LeBron do with the money that he got from that? Yeah, exactly. He gave it back to the Boys and Girls Club. Yep. So, right. yeah, I don't understand the hate. Oh, for, it's because he's socialist. Pretty well, weird. It's probably true. So we'll end the show with this really quickly. Nobody got into the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame this week. Were you surprised? I didn't think there would be. But were no. you surprised that nobody got in? I wasn't surprised. I mean, the people with the stats to get in have <clears throat> off-field issues. and Or without the stats, Kurt Schilling is just a fucking asshole, and it comes back to the character issue. Right. Well, it's well, if it's a character issue, why is Dale Murphy not in? He's a well, fucking priest. How are you... you- you can be a good person and still not be right. You know, not only a kid. I think Murphy should be in. Yeah, I'm just. He's I, got I the numbers. I don't. And he's I'm got the attitude. I, I don't understand why he's not. I yeah. think Mormons are. You know, they have their. They shoot lasers and start forest fires. <laughs> but I think that Murphy should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, and offhand, I'm not sure that Schilling has the stats. I don't oh. think. I don't think Schilling does. No. Probably not, but if there's any if there's any gray area, and there may be, right. I think it goes back to the fact that maybe he's tweeting out stuff about like, oh, okay, the capital riots are okay. He's just an asshole. Yeah, he is. And and personally, I'm glad he didn't get in, and it's because of the character issue. But I don't think he belongs in anyway. Just uh, on- yeah, he doesn't have the numbers for. He had some great postseason numbers, but right during the regular season, he was. You have to be dominant. For seven years, that's kind of the I think that's the criteria for it. And he was dominant during the regular season, maybe four, which four is not seven. I'm, yeah. I'm catching the Republicans up, so <laughs> you know he doesn't get in. What I'm kind of surprised by, um, and his his vote totals has been have been going up. Omar Vizquel, um, yeah. who had. He's not known for being an offensive player, even though he's got 2,500 plus hits in his career. But he, you've got guys like Ozzie Smith and PB Reese who are in on their defense. And I think Omar was better than them. But he's he's not in. Yeah, I think Viscale's better than Pee Wee, although I think Pee Wee does. Yeah. Pee Wee has a huge, with the Jackie Robinson thing, he has a huge thing right. in his favor. And he's right. good enough to get into the Hall of Fame. But. I don't know if it's an interesting conversation. Vizquel is phenomenal defense. I'm not saying What's he's better than a Smith? lot better than Ozzie Smith, but uh, it just th- there was one play, and I'll, I'll go back to Tampa for this. Um, playing the, the the when he was with Cleveland, and I, I rem- remembering more of this as we go along. Greg Vaughn was batting for uh, Tampa, and he hit a ball that everyone thought was going to be a home run. You see. Uh, it was Albert Bell and Kenny Lofton converging in left center going, maybe we can catch it. Maybe we can catch it. And then both of them stopped and went, fuck, where did the ball go? Cause it hit one of the catwalks and no one was, which is still in fair play. None of the cameramen really caught this, but Omar 
noticed that the ball hit a catwalk and sprinted over to the left field foul line and made a diving catch, caught the ball, Greg Vaughn's out. And they, the only one cameraman caught the end of the slide. The announcers were lost. The players were lost. Omar was the only guy to follow it and made a, a spectacular play. But I, I think, I'm not sure anybody else I've seen would have been able to make that kind of a play. I've, I've saw that play. And the reason he made that play is the reason he made most of his plays. It's because Roberto Alomar allowed him to make that play. <laughs> I I would put Ozzy above Omar defensively, but to me it's very close. And, and Omar definitely belongs in the Hall of Fame, and I, I believe he will definitely, definitely get there for sure. Uh, it is, I, I think just because of the names that were up there, that's one of the reasons that other names that were there, and that's always an issue. So we will see what happens next year. But yeah, personally, I'm glad little Nazi Kurt didn't make it in. Oh, yeah, you I'm guys see to... Nolan Arenado this week? Say that again? Nolan Arenado? Yeah. Uh, he got traded, which confused the crap out of me, because I think he's uh, one of the best things that Colorado had going for them. He got traded to St. Louis. Yeah, there's been a ton of baseball moves over yeah. the last week. Th- that's the one that surprised me the most, though. But... Uh, and Colorado didn't get anybody whose name I recognized. Sort of, sort of like the 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 <laughs> Stafford golf move, which is weird. Yeah, it's uh, it is interesting. Traded for John Dillermond. <laughs> I yeah, the, the the Stafford golf move. The thing I don't understand about that is um, Stafford is a good quarterback. I don't really know if he's that much better than Goff, to be honest. He's had one season of. Uh, quarterback rating over 100 he did go to high school and pitch on the same team as clayton kershaw which is interesting so they're good friends that's true that is true but um the thing i don't understand is why the rams gave up so much to get right. that's what's yeah they gave up a lot i mean that's jamal adams trade stuff yep for an it, aging quarterback exactly if stafford was 26 it would make a lot more sense to give up that much for him i Still wouldn't do it, but it would make a lot more sense. But he's 33 and has had a lot of injuries. Not as many as Goff. I can see I can see saying, okay, the Goff experiment is done. But, man, they gave up a lot. I just realized you're not saying golf. We're <laughs> <laughs> talking about your favorite team, the Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> exactly. I've got a football if anyone wants to buy it. <laughs> Jared Goff doesn't want to anymore. I'll tell you that. His signature might be on it. I wouldn't know. I can't read any of them. <laughs> yeah. I gotta say, Kurt Warner. It'd be, it'd be interesting to see if the 49ers uh, cut loose on their experiment, too, because if Goff was a failure, <laughs> yeah. What do, you, what, do you, what do you call the, the uh, experiment up in San Francisco with the model? It's like, here's, dude. Here's my great fear. Is that even though the 49ers and Rams have huge sour cap issues right now, the 49ers will somehow find a way to trade for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. That would be bad. Yeah. So anyway, that's our show. Thanks for Deshaun Watson being on. Um, And uh, 
Tony Calavino. And uh, is Tony Calvino a real guy? Did I just make that up? Who's the guy that used to do the uh, the, the thing? Yeah, it's Tony. Is that his name? Uh, Calvino? Uh, impressions. That guy who seems to have fallen off the face of the earth. That guy, yeah. The guy that... Caliendo. Frank Caliendo. Caliendo, yes. Who oh. has three good impressions and about 50 bad ones. And for whatever reason, they think he's excellent. Some of <laughs> well, I used to. He, I haven't seen him in years. Some of his impressions are god-awful. It's like, like so, the one of J- Jared Goff. That's terrible. Well, I don't even know what Jared Goff sounds like, to be honest. He threw a pick with the wrong arm, so that was pretty accurate, I think. Uh, career range factor, Ozzie Smith, 4.77 balls. Omar Vizquel, 4.57. So there you go. Um, just saying. And again, most of those due to the fact that Roberto Alomar allowed him to get to those plays. <laughs> Which actually has some validity to it. Makes makes a difference when you're playing next to a guy who's going to get yeah, to a lot. You got to be thinking facing those Indians teams. Whatever you do, don't hit it up the middle. Yeah. <laughs> down the line, please, God, down the line. Hit it to Joey. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. That's our show. Good night, everybody. We'll see you next week.